You see, the thing with my voice being the way it is, is it's a lot easier to sound evil now. Excellent. Yes. All according to plan. We are Venom. Too much energon. Too much energon. Like this podcast. <laughs> the beast are here, McLeod, for the gathering. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. Something better stay out of my way. Blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Big time Gary himself. Man, these things look like toys. Maximal! Maximal! Does that mean transform? Gidor, what have you done? I am transformed. Sigma balls, Gary! Episode of Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, I am the Siege, the man with whose voice is still fucked up, but not quite as fucked up as it was last week. I am also one of your hosts, and I am joined by my illustrious co-host. It's me, NeoCal, here to review another IDW Beasties comic. That's right. Guess what, though, before we get into that? What? Uh, I'm 38 now. No, say it ain't so. Say it. I, I wish I could, but... <laughs> I Believe me, I really wish I could, but yeah, I'm 38 now. <coughs> the uh, time of recording... My birthday was actually last week at the time of recording, but uh, the uh, when we recorded uh, the last episode of the podcast, it was the day before my 38th birthday. So, episode 107 of Too Much Energon was one of the last things I did for my 37th year on Planet Energon. I'm not sure how I feel about that. Feels good. It does feel... I, you know what? It does. Yeah. What's, uh, what's going on with you, Cal? Well, um, I got new fancy lighting. Mm-hmm. I'm going to... Ooh, oh, the curtain, if you will. And uh, there's an earthquake going on. And uh, well, I did have wireless earbuds, but you see, my mistake is that they're Bluetooth. Right. uh, Sometimes Bluetooth things just don't work. Isn't it amazing that uh, in 2003, folks, isn't it amazing that in 2006, a PlayStation 3 controller could run on Bluetooth flawlessly? (laughs) And in 2023, earbuds just can't connect via Bluetooth for some reason. Amazing. There was even um, some uh, rather than hardware, but like software tech bullshit on your end. Yeah, I um, actually this occurred to me when during the the preamble before uh, before the we got into recording this episode proper, it occurred to me that about a year ago, before I made my exodus from our uh, provincial capital Victoria, that I had purchased on Amazon a USB Bluetooth dongle, which actually worked fine, except 
for my wireless earbuds, which they, if they would connect at all, they would end up just disconnecting almost right away. I also, it also occurred to me that uh, since I moved, I have not seen that dongle anywhere, so I assume it has been lost, much like my soul, to the, to the ether. Yeah, that that is Nanaimo, British Columbia. Yeah, um, eventually all the things, much like your memory, will just kind of like dissolve until you're just like left with a bed and your computer. And you just look around and you go, where's all my stuff? Oh, well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Because all we are is just dust in the wind, dude. Dust. Wind. Dude. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you get Socrates to come back to. Uh, yep. That's all it takes. <laughs> that's all it takes all to takes. get. Uh, uh, an ancient Greek philosopher to jump into a magical phone booth with you and travel through time. Although, thinking about it, if anybody would be up for that, it would be Miss, Mr. Socrates himself. Uh, Socrates. <clears throat> and Socrates and Billy the Kid, played by an actor who is way too old <laughs> to be Billy the Kid. I don't know anything about Billy the Kid. Well, he was called Billy the Kid because he was quite young. And the the dude who's playing him in that movie, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, is clearly like in his thirties. And oh. Billy the Billy the Kid was quite young. He was like like late teens to early twenties was his like crime wave. <clears throat> okay, so here I thought you were talking about really young in terms of anime. Like by the age of eight I had mastered the six shooter. By the age of 12, I was known as Billy the Kid. That's one of the things that I fucking hated about, like, starting D&D campaigns with people. And they're like, age. And I'm like, oh, 35 is my character. And they're like, no, it. you have to make them, like, 14. Because you're starting out at, like, level 1. You have to be, like, 14 to 16. Because you're starting out at level 1. Like, 18 at the max. And I'm like, I don't want to play as a fucking teenager. <laughs> Even when I was a teenager, I didn't want to role play as teenagers. So I had never run into that issue up until the current game I'm in that my friend is running. And he's like, you're all 17. You're all friends. You're all from a small village. You're all 17. And I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> why not like 20? Yeah. And 25 the, the, even. The idea or 25. Um, the idea that, oh no, like you're all starting at level one, so you have to be younger. Wizards, man. All wizards are old men. Everyone knows this. Right. You spend your entire life dedicated to book learning so you can uncover the secrets of magic, and you start your adventuring career at 70. Or, and this was the excuse that I gave... Uh, when I was told that, oh, you like you have to start out as a teenager because you're starting out at level one. That's like you're going on That's your first weird. adventures. I, I, I run into it with several people, several DMs over the really? years. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I was like, can't we just look at this like in terms of like a superhero? Like maybe you know I'm like thirty and was involved in like some sort of freak accident that just gave me these powers. And then suddenly you're a level one cleric. Yeah. <laughs> you just, yeah, you, you went on an acid trip. 
to <laughs> some space wizard. Yep. He gave you magic ring, um, a necklace, whatever. And whenever you yell, Shazam! <laughs> you just, yeah, all, you all just I, turned into a buff dude. All, all I had to do was play with the space wizard's lightsaber for a while. Yeah, and then we don't talk about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I can use the force. Yeah. Use the Schwartz. <laughs> you know, uh, speaking of uh, Schwartz and Mel Brooks, uh, have you ever seen his 1981 film, History of the World, Part 1? No. I had to think about it for a moment. I don't think I have. I need to rewatch it because I've only seen it once and it was when I was a teenager, but apparently there's a history of the world part two coming out. And like, it's actually been like filmed and shit and it's like going to be debuting on Hulu sometime this year. Yes. I need to watch it. I'm like, really? After all this time, a sequel to a movie from 1981 from a dude who's like, gotta be like a hundred at this point. <laughs> Where is Spaceballs 2? The search for more money, goddammit. Where is Spaceballs 2? The search for more money. There was an animated series back in like 20, 2009 or 2010. It's was not there? very good. Oh. Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. But it did have Mel Brooks uh, playing Yogurt and President Scroob. And I think the chick who played Princess Vespa also did the voice of her character in that show as well this is not familiar to me at all uh the show's quite bad i think there might be an episode or two of it on my um i have like a like 30th anniversary or something blu-ray of Spaceballs. i think there might be an episode or two of it on there as bonus features oh yeah yeah it's saying that there's an episode of that on the that issue huh yeah my um my uh speaking of bill and ted's excellent adventure my uh blu-ray of that film also has uh, an episode of the bill and ted uh cartoon on it oh this came out in 2008 spaceballs cartoon yeah yeah Yeah, i knew it was like around there I i thought it was like 2009 or 2010 but that's probably just when i watched it 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 kinda looks terrible it kind of is terrible from what I remember. I could have gone my whole life without ever knowing this had existed. And you'd probably be better off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, looks looks like it was done in like Flash, which was yeah, that, the style at the time. <laughs> I, I was going to say that, that that was the style of cartoons at, at the time. Which I kind of hated, but it's what they everyone was doing. Hell, even Metalocalypse, like that Metalocalypse style. Specifically, Metalocalypse has a very uh, done-in-flash style. And it works for what it is. It works for what it is. Although, um, I, I that show has not aged well for me. Uh, it's one of those things that are fond memories, but trying to go back and watching it, it's like you want to laugh, but you're like, <sighs> maybe edgy younger me like thought it was like great background show and now it's just kind of when i was 23 and quite into metal and kind of a shitlord myself of a person uh i found the show absolutely hysterical 
And now going back, I'm like, this is cringeworthy. But I know we reviewed an episode of it. When we reviewed the... it, it wasn't that great of an episode. And it made me realize back then, I don't think we touched on it. Maybe we did. That it was like... Who knows? Oh, we recorded is... that like a year and a half ago. Yeah, one of the first episodes. Of the Laser, uh, the Laser Comb podcast, yeah. And um, <laughs> it was more of a nostalgia visit than a review to that particular episode. But the particular episode wasn't great. <laughs> no. And uh, maybe it's like one of those things that's like more fond in memory. Like um, maybe undergrads isn't actually good. Maybe Metalocalypse doesn't hold up, right? Like undergrads was another uh, early uh, laser comb podcast show we reviewed a show that we both really liked when we were younger. That we both really liked and that episode. And from what I recall, I, I don't, don't even I, remember that episode. <laughs> I don't even I, I don't think I was very hot on it. No. Uh, and indeed, it. <clears throat> uh, undergrads is only like 12 episodes. Um, there are definitely very good and not good episodes so that that's the name of the game with the laser comb podcast but this isn't the laser comb podcast no this is is episode 108 of too much energon and this week we are talking about beast wars the ascending issue two the beasts are are here connor for (laughs) the ascending whether you like it or not you thought you won the prize, McLeod. Unicron says otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well. <sighs> fuck. <laughs> there needs to be a uh, a crossover fandom, even if we need to create it. Okay, well, so here's the we, thing. We, we need to create the, uh, the laser comb cinematic universe. It's just this big amalgamation of, like, Beast Wars and Reboot and like shadow raiders and the dark knight and highlander and metal gear metal gear and like mad max and uh teenage mutant ninja turtles and power rangers oh power rangers yeah or even not if not even all of power rangers but like just the green ranger (laughs) well i mean rita has escaped so we need a laser comb with attitude. We need a look. <laughs> ah, after 10,000 years, I'm free. It's time to conquer planet Energon. <laughs> <laughs> and then... Um, Alpha, Rita's escaped. Recruit a team Rita's of Maximals escaped. with attitude. Oh, except it's Magmatron in his like half-phased form talking to... Uh, talking to just alpha why not just alpha why not (laughs) we need a team of teenagers with attitude and then it's like cheetor and uh uh, night screen solid snake (laughs) uh um uh freaking uh sean connery from (laughs) highlander (laughs) even though he's like 60 and (laughs) the uh the the green power ranger uh green power ranger uh batman batman yeah batman christian bale batman in particular he just like smashes through the wall of the command center with the tumbler i'm not wearing hockey pads Uh, (laughs) yeah so sorry batman tommy um cheetor 
Uh, Batman, Tommy, Cheetor. Solid Snake. Oh, Snake. Yeah. Bob from Reboot. And Bob. There we go. We got it. And then there's <laughs> someone from a different fandom. And then we also don't have to include Sean Connery, who, even though we make lots of jokes about, we're not necessarily big fans. I know he uh, has said a thing or two about uh, women. <laughs> Oh, I'm not a fan of Sean Connery at all. It's just it's just become a bit at this point. Yeah. <laughs> also, I really like Highlander. I like Connery in that movie. You know, a, yeah. a Scottish guy playing not the Scottish character, but playing an ancient Egyptian named Ramirez who wields a Japanese Egyptian sword. From Spain. No, an, an ancient Egyptian with a Spanish last name. Who has a Japanese sword. Who has a Japanese sword. And a Scottish accent. And a Scottish accent. And he's wearing um, a, a cape made out of peacock feathers from India. Yeah. And he, Whoever he designed showed... that character, I would love to interview <laughs> He shows up to train a, uh, a, a Scottish character played by a French guy. <laughs> a very French guy. And his accent is quite... Uh, prominent in that film yeah he although i didn't do, yet <laughs> i do like the the explanation that they give for his because his accent isn't quite a french accent in highlander it's kind of weird and it and yeah. I, I, it's it's because he's having he's having a hard time like hiding his french accent but, but like the explanation that they give is because oh because he's been around for hundreds of years and has lived all over the world his accent has kind of morphed into become coming something really unique sounding and i'm like you know what i like that explanation yeah yeah why I mean, not i mean if an ancient egyptian named ramirez can have a scottish accent then why not <laughs> yeah why not he's uh, traveled the globe i love that movie he settled on his favorite <laughs> i love that movie we um we did a commentary track for it if anyone's uh if anyone's curious and you can listen to that over at patreon.com slash laser one of our better ones like that yeah, was fun. I, I had a we lot didn't of go yeah. on too many tangents <laughs> yeah we we did uh it was me you and lady glitch we did commentary for uh for highlander sometime last year about a year ago now i think oh wow time flies when you're cracking open a cold one well, speaking of time, John. speaking of time flying, this is the third calendar year now that Too Much Energon has existed. Let that sink in. We've been doing this for two and a half years now. Clearly, too much Energon, <laughs> and uh, many, much more Energon to come. So, so this episode comic. two of Beast Wars: The Ascending. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've called it the Ascension like a thousand times. Uh, so the 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 pre summary before we get into it is the first half. I'm right. going to nitpick the fuck out of, and it fucking sucks. And the second half is very pleasant. The first half is the worst out of any of the comics we've ever reviewed. Right. But then, as soon as the Japanese beast beasties come in oh hot damn is it fun <laughs> so right away it kicks off with um the ghost of unicron and uh chocolat talking about the angle chocolat <laughs> talking about so unicorn unicorn needs to be reborn 
Right. And he's saying that and this has disruption some, in the time stream. And this has something element. to do with shock a lot and the angle slam energy. And he's saying a rogue element that may threaten the ascending. So Unicorn is going to be reborn from his cultists, and that is the ascending. But someone might fuck it up. So I'm assuming right. that's Magmatron. And he's got three cronies. He says their names later, but I can't remember. I had trouble pronouncing a couple of them in my head. I'm like, these are all dumb. (laughs) He's like, the vessel is not to be told. So they need a vessel. Hmm. Dank Kron. I I think I think the vessel. Dank Elef Orca. Get it? He's half elephant, half orca. I think and, um I think the vessel is Shockalot. Remember at the end of the last issue, we're like, so Shockalot, Angle Slam, and Unicorn, are they like a combiner or something? So I think Are those the three people so, you're talking to? No, that's not them. Um so I think and I also read up a little bit on the TF wiki yeah, because we, Christopher's I, like, I, had, I have no idea what's fucking going on. And I, I me, had to. I just tapped out. He went and researched. <laughs> I, I, I had to because this comic, like, there's this comic is very presumptuous. Like, that's a nice. <laughs> this comic nice is very character. presumptuous that you, because all of these are story elements, and I learned this on the TF wiki. All of these are story elements from like giveaway comics at like botcon conventions from like the late 90s to early 2000s and this comic is just acting like you've read all of those uh yeah and this is something even the tf wiki mentions is that the the right this com the writer uh simon Furman is just assuming that you've read all of these like bullshit like giveaway comics at fan conventions from years past how nice of a standalone comic to include in its lore which I get, like, he's trying to build, like, his own lore, Beast Wars lore, so I get that. But it's like, don't assume that, uh... You know what they say about that assuming. People, that people have read all of this shit that you, that you wrote before. Like, you can, you can harken back to it, but, like, at least give us some explanation as to what you're talking about. Anyway, so what I think is going on is I think Shock-A-Lot is the vessel that Unicorn is trying to be born in... And the angle slam energy has something to do with it. Makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> so he's se- he's sending y- unicorn ghost is sending Ratatouille back to Earth. Yeah. During the Beast Wars, so he's sending them to Planet Energon. Right. Yeah. And Ratatouille's like, oh boy, I can't wait to, to make a pasta. And that's relevant, not in this issue, but I maybe in the next one, I, I guess. Right. And uh, we cut back to a big battle that's happening again, or is was still happening from last issue. I don't know. The battles in this mean nothing. There are never any repercussions for them. There's no. They're just continuous fighting in the background to show off the very cool character fights. I want to draw your attention to page four, which uh, the top uh, left 
panel has Wolfang and Bone Crusher in it. Okay. So Wolfang, if you look at the speech bubbles, Wolfang says, much as I hate to admit it, Bone Crusher, he's right. Bone Crusher says, the Predacons have a demonstrable edge in terms, in aerial terms. And then Wolfang, look at where the, where the speech bubble is going. Wolfang says, you're right, Wolfang. They're just not giving us the space or time to regroup. At this rate, they'll just pick us off. Why is Wolfang talking to himself and addressing himself by name? They screwed up the... They did, yeah. <laughs> but even so, it's it's woefully boring um, dialogue. They're basically telling, hey, we're going to lose this battle because a lot more of the Predacons fly. And, and we need Razor Beast out one. here now. And I don't know what... Razor Beast. I don't know... Just don't... him, his leadership, or his gun, his um, his uh, support will be able to, like, win us the battle. Here's the thing. Hey, they call him Mr. Pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And... Fuck. So here's the thing. They have a cave base for defensive purposes. Yep. Here, let me give an Annette and go in the cave and shoot the entrance shut. Or go in the cave. Just go in the cave. And if then they have to fly down and go into the cave to fight you. Yeah, now pretty they much don't have single an aerial advantage. Yeah, they'll be like funneled in through the cave entrance and you can just pick them off. That's they said that's why they were making the cave for to, to use as a base. Fuck even Beast Wars, the goddamn fucking cartoon from the 90s when they had the ark they had a base they were vulnerable yep. when they were out of the base it, am i supposed to suspend my dis like this isn't for kids first of all so i'm allowed to like tear this apart because holy shit does every single page of this have some shit that i have to talk about yeah, yeah, this comic was written for people who, like, this This was 11 years after Beast Wars premiered. This comic was written for people who were kids watching Beast Wars who are now, presumably, as I was, like, I was, like, 21, 22 at this time. This is so, for people who are, like, young adults. So why did you get, like, teenagers to write this? Like, God, this is dumb. They're outside of the cave and they're talking about being picked off one by one and they're going to lose. It's like if you were defending a castle, you put all your catapults and all your men outside of the castle walls. I, <laughs> yeah, which we've we actually saw in Game of Thrones last season of that. Um, so right away, I'm like, who's writing this? Same and immediately it's like, oh, Wolf Fang's talking to himself. Okay, and then it just kind of gets worse like everyone's like where's razor beast oh he's seeing to to ravage ravage snuck in and we had to clip his claws okay so <laughs> you guys have time to make snarky joke jokes back and forth but your people out there are dying i on the subject of ravage am i missing something but when did ravage become a redeco of transmetal 2 cheetor I noticed that immediately. I was like, was he like that in the last issue? And I just I don't that. think he was. <laughs> like And we're gonna when we get to the page, because right now we're on the page where um 
a very not Grimlock, Grimlocky Grimlock shows up. Yeah. So there's all this fight, and then there's mm, so much for hors d'oeuvres. Me ready for main course. Grimlock wouldn't say hors d'oeuvres. What? <laughs> he would say so much for appetizers. Grimlock ready for main course. But that being said, that's the most Grimlock dialogue he's had in the comics so far. And yeah. it, oh man, it makes me, it's like, did they even want, do they even know who Grimlock is? It, anyways, there's a dumb part above that. That's like, oh, geez, Maximals, you're all going down. Look at him cower. Haha, <laughs> we're winning this fight. And then somebody says on the Maximal side, whoever uh, excavated these trenches did us a favor, but it's a temporary respite at best. If they just lit up for a nano click, assumingly they could like retreat. Whoever created these trenches, is that him? Uh, it was Retrax last, last issue who did it. Remember when he trenches? was like, when he was like, well, he was like, uh, like blowing up and like making all these tunnels. I don't. It's bad, man. Uh, again, this is what this is what the re, the the TF wiki is telling me. Anyways, Grimlock changes the the course of the entire battle because he's the main course able to bite them. <laughs> he's able to bite some Predacons and stuff. And also, I just want to say at the top of this changes page, the flow of the entire battle. At the top all of, of the go ahead. At the top of this page is page five is uh, uh, Insecticon and Iguanus. Yeah, I just want to call that out because I had those toys when I was a kid. You're letting your love of the toys affect your hatred of this comic. <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, the, again, like the art's so good that I like want to like it and there's lots to look at, but nothing's happening. Nothing is fucking happening. And then, you know, we what got, happens? we got squid maximal that we've, uh, that we talked about a long time ago. That was cool. <laughs> Yeah, and he chases away big old crocodile, so I, I guess there's that. And then as the Predacons retreat, because I guess Grimlock biting like two or three of them changes the entire course of the battle. Um, homie, one of the Predacons or Maximals or some something is like, huh, one step forward, two back. And then it shows Razor Beast holding a... Uh, like a wire rope yeah. and presumably he's tying up ravage who has somehow immediately changed into a redeco of transmetal two cheetor metal two cheetor and like yeah and was, by the I, way was... ravage in this is three times as big as razor beast yeah like, look how he changed size do you remember how they were about the same height yeah like how did this look happen how big he is He's, uh, what's the, there's, um, commander class and then there's. Well, Transmetal 2 Cheetor was a deluxe class figure, but deluxe. Razor Beast was a, was a basic class figure. Basic. So I guess that makes sense in the size difference there, but in the last issue, they were fisticuffing. Like they were the same. Yeah. I... <sighs> I'm looking at the other issue right here. Oh, you are? Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know what? I'm, I'm going Go back. bring it up. Because um, this is actually really bugging me now. Because, like, 
when when the fuck did uh ravages form change all right go into the folder ascending issue one all right angle slam important journalism here <laughs> uh of the legitimate variety okay i guess last issue he was a redeco he was still transmetal two cheetor he's still transmetal two cheetor but he's not like that big and there's just not any good shots of him uh that really show off his side profile that lead you to believe like you don't see his tail much and right or his whole body shot i guess so. yeah i guess he was a redeco of transmetal 2 cheetor in beast wars the gathering too i don't know i guess i just missed that yeah i guess we were just not on our on our beast wars game it's just weird though like that that they did that yeah i i guess that was the result of him being brought back to life i don't know but uh what's going on oh so razor beast hog ties him literally and and ties him up because maximals don't kill right and man this fucking writing and he's like hey we we need you outside because even though the predacons are retreating we we need you outside for some reason so the the comic made the predacons retreat before the Maybe I'm misunderstanding the battle. Maybe they're the Maximals are allowed to retreat because Grimlock bought them some time now. But yeah, they said we need you outside. We need you front and center, and they're like, and Razor Beast is like, but oh hey, well he's not going anywhere. Come on, again he's talking to himself. Yes, we need this basic class toy front and center in the battle to lead us all. Well, Razor Beast is kick ass in, in these. Razor Beast is one of the things I like, but apparently they need him outside, and he's only like 10 seconds away. Immediately, without wasting any time, um, uh, Ravage uses his Cheetor tail to slice through the ropes effortlessly. And I'm like, you had. Do you guys forget that, that, you're, that your beast machines? your beast wars dudes like that you have tails and you have weapons so he spent 20 minutes tying him up just for him to like break out and he immediately takes the um the synchronizing the mako sync synchronizers the time displacing things the the, uh chronophasic uh uh mobile emitters watcher yeah (laughs) And he's like, haha. The chrono phase Apple watches. And he's like, good thing you showed me where they were. And he just reaches into the hidey hole. They were just in the wall, coincidentally. And he puts it on. And I'm like, why? All of this is so deus ex machina. You've wasted so many pages. Right? Like having Razor Beast not be outside. Oh, geez, where is he? He's inside tying up. Razor Beast, hey, we need you outside, even though we're starting to turn the battle around. Okay, and then he breaks out right away and steals what he came for. It's why create the conflict and then have the good guys win just to let the bad guys win? There's you, you can tell the story. Oh man, just, <laughs> the writing's bad. I'm sorry. It's it's bad, like bad compared to like like a, a children's cartoon show from the the 90s bad like 
come on guys you only have like 20 pages to tell a story can it please be better for the love of god anyways from this point on it actually like picks up thank god oh i actually like the issue from from here on out so um that's what i mean yeah so as uh uh transmetal 2 ravage is uh about to like get himself in chronal sync with um with our our favorite maximals the real maximals if you will that's right the uh the crew of the axelon uh magmatron from the uh snatches him up and brings him to the realm of the the ancients and the ori and uh tells him that uh uh well he's been a very bad kitty and ravage a bad kitty and i've been a bad uh combiner and well we gotta fix some shit and ravage is like well so you want uh you so you so you want me to to stop the maximals yes and uh so okay so put me back into the real world like uh, the the land of the living and uh i'll i'll do the job for you boss and magmatron is like no no i don't want you to kill them quite the opposite I want you to declare a truce for Cybertron's very future. <laughs> and and um, the bottom panel, I, I love that art. The surprised Ravage face. <laughs> like a cat that just like is trying to cough up a cough. Uh, yeah, he's like. <laughs> um, again, art is great in this. And he's in this white void and he's like amazed so yada 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 we presume because time moves differently in this area he has a long chat revealing things he's learned with ravage right like he's it's kind of like um uh star scream in uh rise uh war for cybertron kingdom how he's kind of like woken up and he's all like ah these wars don't matter anymore he's coming yeah yeah and then we get a little uh flash over to uh to cybertron we go back to cybertron and here's where the comic actually gets interesting uh, shocking because most of the politics stuff on cybertron has been woefully boring right so some uh cybertronian uh uh politicians are talking about that there's like all this civil unrest going on and uh it uh, the citizens of Cybertron could descend into just complete civil war. And so they, they need to figure out what the problem is because people are being like really violent or are attacking each other at random. So they decide to call in big convoy. Well, well, it's the big convoy. (laughs) Well, well, it's the convoy. There we go. Yes, it's a big, big bad convoy tonight. tonight. (laughs) Uh, So, the voice that I Ranger sixty (laughs) four. Oh, we've we've got several wrestling fans. That's a good point. Almost everyone. Yeah, who listen to our shows? But yes, also shout out to to you, Ranger sixty (laughs) four. When I was reading this comic and Big Convoy started talking the voice that my head automatically assigned to him was troy baker with a southern drawl 
that he uses when he voices Ocelot in Metal Gear Solid Five. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just immediately where my brain went. And I'm like, and I'm reading the dialogue and it like in my head, it's actually like it fits. And I'm like, okay, so this is uh, Troy Baker as Ocelot. This is the voice of big convoy in my head from now okay. on. Uh, if anyone's wondering, just go, go to YouTube and watch some cutscenes from metal gear solid five that involve Ocelot. I can see that. I can see that. Yeah, my mine was more like like Optimus Prime from the 1985 Transformers movie, but only slightly like this. Tell the right honorable prowl, Ironhide and Silverbolt, they can't have me, Icard. I'm too busy trying to keep a lid on all this. <laughs> so like a little bit like westerny but not quite um uh revolver ocelot well and um troy baker's uh version of ocelot from metal gear solid 5 sounds nothing like ocelot from the previous games oh no you're right you said metal gear solid 5 yeah yeah i should go look up that again because maybe that's that's more closer to, and it's quite literally just Troy Baker's voice, but doing like a slight Southern drawl, because yeah, as yeah. we've as we've talked about before on some show, but like Troy Baker, fantastic voice actor in the sense that he is very good at line reading, and you believe his delivery, but he always sounds like Troy Baker <laughs> to the point where there's a whole um, uh, uh, character voice in. What was it? Saints Row. 4? No, no, that's that's Nolan North. Oh, I always mix those two guys. But up. same thing, though. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. So what's going on here? Um, him, Tasmania Kid, a couple other of the Japanese beasties. Um, they're piecing together a crime scene. Yeah, they find a, a junkie. So we, we have junkies on Cybertron now. And uh, apparently, people don't like junkies on Cybertron. Particularly this particular force that keeps the peace. Yeah. So uh, this junkie was like, as soon as he, at Big Convoy is basically like, yeah, as soon as he took, uh, as soon as he took uh, one hit from his meth pipe, uh, they, they just descended on him and beat, the beat him to death. And this this apparently is like the the police force on uh, on Cybertron who did this. So we got police brutality being introduced. We've and got big we convoy got, and his boys are like internal affairs. Yeah. So we right? got. I think so. Yeah. So we got we we now have junkies and corrupt cops on Cybertron. And we have class strife, and we've got like rioting going on. Like there's a, there's a lot big going con on. <laughs> big, big, big convoy even makes a point of mentioning uh he's like yeah make sure the report shows that this uh the 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 people the behind mob. this the the mob behind this were like an almost equal uh, amount of maximals and predacons so until we find out who's behind this and how to stop it no one's immune and then it shows a junkie and what these pods are and who's using them presumably yeah yeah 
and then it shows tarantulas uh it's not actually no, tarantulas no no that's not tarantulas that's uh chocolat oh this is chocolat this is chocolat yeah the the redeco of rampage and so he apparently is on is on drugs now too the right? the, ang- the angle slam he's been smoking the angle slam so the angle slam are these green pods yeah anybody that's very familiar with the lore that could be listening to this must be like fuck these guys are dumb they don't even like google what the hell they're like talking about they thought this was a character and it's a drug and it's like i'm sorry but like the comics don't we're we we review these things by like this like the the what's the saying by the by the skin of our teeth skin of our teeth by the something zipper of our pants by the uh the the crystal of our by the power of gray skull by the power of gray skull ain't nobody got time to do like we do like on average one of these a week and how much time do you want us to invest in something we're going to forget about in another week i mean like i i did a little bit of uh every man reviewer (laughs) I, i did a little bit of reading on um uh, like as I mentioned on the TF wiki, just to try and make sense of the plot, because I just I there was so much I, as I mentioned, like this this the story is very presumptuous in that it presumes that you've read all of these like obscure like convention comics. If you want me to follow along with the story and like hook me and get me to Google what things are, you need interesting writing, right? And I'm not I don't criticize just everything to death, but it's like you got to hook the reader. You can't like presume that they know exactly what you're talking about because a new reader will go, man, I can't follow these and like stop presumably buying the issues. So I can't imagine that these were very popular when they came out. Well, apparently I think there was supposed to be a third four issue mini series and it was canceled due to low sales of this one. Yeah, I can see that. Which is a shame because the art is like actually phenomenal. It's like when it's like neck a neckbeard writing fan fiction. I'm surprised there's not a character named Jeremy running around <laughs> in, in this. It's uh. like a rich neckbeard hired. It wrote it himself, got four issues, and paid a bunch of very real, very good artists for it. But did not hire writers. And here's the thing. I really vibe and feel for that field. The unrecognition involved in how hard it is to make it fit with the fandom, uh, the fandom, sorry, the canon, but also deliver something new. But it's just, oh, these are so, they're so rocky. Like, I want to like them too, but they're to uh, to circle back what you said uh, a minute or two ago about us, uh, about us being the um uh the the casual reviewers yeah here's the thing i want to elaborate on that a little bit further okay i love beast wars i really love the toys i love the show and that's what this all was born out of now at this point we're into like in the weeds and ancillary material relating to beast wars <laughs> Just yeah. because we like doing this show. 
you know what my partner was like why are you guys doing something when it's so bad and you don't like it and i'm like no no you don't understand <laughs> the show's about talking about beast wars shit and talking shit about beast wars the show for us is fun yeah even if the material's really <laughs> bad we we so, build on our our uh, head cannon yeah too. i'm like hey it's ravage hey it's no it's not ravage i'm like hey it's it's tarantulas hey it's uh uh project x and then you're like no this is chocolat and i'm like there we go <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but yes the show at this point yeah. at, at this point yeah it's 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 because we enjoy doing we enjoy doing too much energon as a show so that's why like I'm like scouring the internet, like trying to find like all of these like ancillary pieces of Beast Wars things that we can review. Just keep the show going because the show is fun. And not only that, like I'm glad that I've gotten to read these, right? Because also, I can be like, hey, I'm a Transformers fan. Like I went and read these comics and the show and did this and covered this and interviewed this person. Like it's good uh, or also- bad. It's it's cool to explore it all. I was thinking about this uh, the other day, and I want this to be the definitive Beast Wars pod, the most God definitive and comprehensive Beast Wars podcast. There are some other Beast Wars podcasts out there that just watch Beast Wars or like just watch Beast Machines and then gave up, but not us. Not us. We're we are going Nay-nay. to be. We are we are not we are not a Beast Wars podcast, ladies and gentlemen. We are the Beast Wars podcast. We are too much energon. <laughs> and if there's anything that our listeners know, it's Highlander, WWE, and Probably not actually that much about Transformers, but enough to listen to us talk about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so um, so Shockalot's all high on Angle Slam. He's been Angle Slamming too too much. Yeah, and he's like, "More, more, remake my body." Yes, it's not it... enough. And they're like, "Lord Chocolate." Please, we can only get so much. We're scouring the universe for more. And I'm like, what? Okay. What? So I said he's angle slamming too much. Funny enough, a slamming is actually a drug term for injecting. <laughs> so and he's I mean, angle slamming he's too doing, much. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so at this point, like, even though we're making fun of it, I'm, I'm on board with this. I'm like, okay, so there's a drug lord slamming these green beans. Uh, He's got, like, dudes serving him, scouring the galaxy for more pods. Right. Right. And then Internal Affairs, led by Big Convoy, is, like, trying to get to the bottom of this, like, underground destabilization of Cybertron. This is infinitely... All of this already is infinitely more interesting than anything going on on planet energon in the past so like five issues the uh what pay one two three f- those four pages are more interesting than everything 
that's happened on planet energon yeah those four pages in the comic that is so in the or, past yeah, like in, five in, issues in yeah um yeah and i'm like whoa let's stay here let's follow big convoy i want to follow what's going on i want to see if chocolate gets like all hyped up and becomes like hulks out on the, <laughs> this fucking green pods um it goes into like a crack frenzy <laughs> is that ascending mortality when he just thinks he's immortal and like roids out and starts stealing ice cream from the local <laughs> from the local uh, cybertron grocery <laughs> so the next page they leave cybertron stealing hogantron <laughs> that's great stealing hogantron long time <laughs> listeners will 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 get the there's, there's we'll get the reference. flavors of hogantron right there's like um uh, cyber chip mint, uh, <laughs> uh, rat, uh, rat trap trash, um, positrons and cream, positrons and cream, <laughs> um, uh, uh, elect, uh, elect, electro, electrocolot. And vanilla. And vanilla. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Hogantrons. And so we immediately stay with a uh, big convoy in the gang. And they jump through a, uh, a transwarp. No, that's not, right? that's not big convoy. This is Lyle convoy. Oh, sorry. We switch. Fuck, yeah, you're right. We switch following big convoy and his internal affairs yeah and jump into i can't remember what their ship is called but um lyo convoy's ship right on the bridge yeah i need to to find this out right I, i'm sure and it's the, it's going to be a regular thing when we get to the beast wars uh anime but um and this is where it amps up again and makes me more interested so He's not sitting in the captain's chair. He's standing dynamically, which I, I think is hilarious because they just came through a transwarp and like three of them are standing. Um, inertial, and... inertial dampeners, man. Fair, fair. <laughs> and you notice the carpet that's on the ground in the, in the, um, the helm of the ship? Uh... There's a tiger print, like, there's a tiger skin carpet. <laughs> I didn't even notice that on the the floor of the ship and i have so many questions there like is that considered cannibalism for maximals like would that be like do you know what i mean like putting a right putting a person's skin or is that an animal like i i i need to know why they have a tiger print <laughs> rug on or is it like um synthetic rug and it just fits their aesthetic uh I, I, I mean, like the, the the tiger print rug, tiger print anything was kind of already out of style at this point. Maybe he's Gen X and he's like he still got a, he still has a waterbed, right? And he's he still has tiger print. Okay, so the Predacon starship in Beast Wars Second is Galvaberg. <laughs> Galvaberg. 
Oh, uh, the Yukikaze is the maximal ship. Yukikaze. Well, I don't mind that. Starship commanded. <laughs> Starship commanded by the Supreme Commander Lyo Convoy. The Galvaberg. Come <laughs> on down to Galvaberg. Uh, yeah, Yukikaze. Flame so the... broiled maximal burgers. So right away we get. We got the... a fucking giraffe maximal on on we the got bridge. a giraffe maximal and his shoulder like his arm is just the giraffe neck and head <laughs> protruding like into the air what like, helps him see over over walls and his butt is his other shoulder pad because he can see the, the tail giraffe butt is his other shoulder <laughs> like literally pointing at him yeah and uh i find this funny i don't know if you caught this there's a rabbit called uh stampy yeah right but in the page where he's talking to lyo convoy um his rabbit head it's kind of like cheetor his head is formed by his two hands right the rabbit head yeah and he's holding a carrot yeah he he, he's eating a carrot he's eating a carrot yeah and i'm like that's how you beast wars (laughs) where did they get the carrot there's no soil on cybertron we don't ask these questions. He has a carrot. So the giraffe giraffe's name is Long Rack. Yeah, they, they say his name here, Long Rack. And uh, Stampy how long? How long is it? How long is it, Lyo Convoy? <laughs> it's long. And, <laughs> it's a um, long wreck. What uh, Stampy's like? Uh, let's see. There, there's a little cameo. Uh, the The other person at the helm, along with Long Rack, is Break. Which yeah. uh, kind of made me happy because uh, uh, break transforms into a penguin. That's right. And I, I found out about this character a while ago because uh, my my former partner uh, Krista, shout out to her, uh, really likes penguins. So uh, a couple of years ago, I got curious. I'm like, was there ever a, a a penguin transformer in Beast Wars? And I'm like, oh my god, there was. And his name was Break. That that's so cute. And he, in this comic, he is the other helmsman along with uh, Longrack. Right? And right away, so, I'm like... Little, very little people. little personal thing, but it just made me kind of happy to see. And uh, what are they doing? They're tracking a signal, and these guys picked up on that signal that Magmatron tweaked. Yeah. Ah, so he's already changing things. And uh, Stampy's like, oh, good, because I can't wait to put our new revamped beast modes um, through some hoops. And he transforms into a hare and he starts like hopping around everything. And they're like, oh, get out of here, Stampy. And then um, Longrack grabs him. Yeah. And he's like, oh, killjoy. And uh, Lyo Convoy is like, all right, Apache, what's going on? Yeah, Longrack has like, a, a weird arm that kind of looks like a... He go-go gadget arms uh, Stampy, like, out of the air to grab him. And I'm like, that's useful. I wonder if he's going to go-go gadget neck attack. Well, that that's actually... I, I'm looking at a picture of him on the TF wiki from the anime. That's actually what his right arm looks like. It looks like one of those, like, um, like grabby things that, like, fat, lazy people use to, like, pick things up. You think you mean the robot arm that we had in 1996 as kids? You know what I'm talking about? That like little toy like clamp arm. Th- that, that that's kind of what I was talking about. Yeah. Yeah. 
I've only ever seen like fat people use them to like grab things. There are adult, more appropriate ones with better grip used to usually they're meant for like elderly people or like what whatever um but i or fat <laughs> or lazy people I, I don't know your <laughs> your history uh but yeah to grab like jars and stuff from higher uh, shelves and yeah he um he uses the grandma grappler <laughs> to um to grab killjoy and there's like a that. maximal in this issue named drill nuts drill nuts <laughs> The names of some of these Japanese Beast Wars characters kill me. And uh, Break is like, hey, um, do me a favor, Apache. Uh, can you uh, find out, can, can you uh, make sure that the uh, the signal comes from somewhere icy? Because he's, he's a penguin, right? And then all of a sudden, beep, beep, signal's coming in. Holy cow, we found him. Pay dirt. And it comes and back Pat, to the Apache is like, say, break any truth in the rumor that when you're in beast mode, you fire snowballs out of your. Oh, and then he's interrupted by the. Whoa, multiple contacts. I'd say multiple pay dirt. Contacts. And Grimlock apparently is still eating Predacons. And he's eating a big old crocodile and another one. And, and the battle. The going. crocodile's literally like. Uh, coming apart like a toy. Coming apart like a toy. Also, this crocodile is very is the is the OG Megatron toy from the uh, uh, Optimus. I got it right here. If uh, it's invisible, green... sorry, folks. Oh, there it is. Oh, but yeah, Stupid OG, green screen. OG uh, before they settled on what they were. OG. Um, uh, Optimus Primal was a bat, and OG Megatron was a big old crocodile. I'm I'm turn I'm temporarily turning off my uh my virtual background. You're gonna get a peek behind the curtain, folks, or in front of the in curtain, of as the it curtain. may be. Virtual. So there we go. Yeah, he, and they're very simple. Those. Yeah, they're 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 it's a two pack of basic class figures. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, yeah, there he is. So that uh, that crocodile, that uh, little old crocodile. Yeah, he got him, and it shows uh, you know the the Beast Wars going. They're fighting. Um, everyone's shooting a mouth laser. Oh no, that's this one guy. That's the buffalo. And it shows um, uh, chronally phased, so he's not interacting with anyone. Uh, Ravage. Yeah. Like sneaking through the crowd. Not even sneaking. He's just, he's walking very casually. Yeah, he's just walking <laughs> through, and he's observing the the carnage. And then suddenly, a ship appears. The Yukikaze. They came. They who? And then the intro page is great. Like when it shows them jumping down from the ship, like fucking X Men. They're all like. Maybe I'll maybe I'll make that the episode art. That that is great. Uh, what page is this? Nineteen. Nineteen. Yeah. Say? Eighteen on the page marker. It looks like. Um, uh, on my um, the comics reader that I use, which is CD C Display EX. Oh, I'm reading uh, the page. That 
it tells you the page number at the the top of the the particular app on, yeah, the, yeah. on the art on the jpeg yeah yeah it that, says 18 but yeah, yeah 18 or 19 that. they're they're all descending down and uh man it's simple but i really love that <laughs> them like jumping down like superheroes out of the ship and it's so corny but it's so good apache stampede long crack mock kick engage beast modes show them it's a jungle out here <laughs> doodly doodly doodly. and then he stands in front of two predacons and patchy is eating insecticons legs and he's like this feels so wrong and yet so right and yes. i'm like uh lyo convoy as a lion is just staring down these two predacons and they look at each other and then they look at him and they're like drill him and he's like not impressed huh oh well I can do traditional and rockets come out of his lion form and he just murders them. Yeah. But yeah, in the next page it's showing, um, they're all in their beast modes for some reason. They're like, yeah, join the fight. And they immediately switch to beast mode. Um, the, uh, seems like what, the opposite of what they should be doing, but, and yet, uh, mock kick, which is like a, a stallion. He's just kicking bitches. Uh, someone's trying to ride him. Which I think is really funny. Wait, what? Do you see that? Page oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's the crocodile. But he, he lost his... It's Megatron, but he lost his tail part. <laughs> the the OG Megatron. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I was just... I, I was too distracted by Apache straight up, like, eating Insecticon. So Apache is eating. Yeah, one of that, them. That's a Predacon maneuver. Like, what the fuck? And, um... Uh, uh who's the giraffe uh uh long rack long rack he's biting like a waspinator dude out of the air like just eat they're just eating them <laughs> kicking ass and taking names i think that might be buzzsaw it feels so wrong oh, oh, oh. and yet so right pounding preds instead of pounding puss cathartic i call it yeehaw I don't know why um, why mock kick is uh, Rhinox all of a sudden. Someone has to be, damn it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Razor Beast's like, so the transwarp signal got through. We're going home. And Lyo Convoy's like, no, you can't. No, it's oh, wait, Ravage. No, that's not Lyo Convoy. That's, that's Ravage. Ravage, Ravage enters out of nowhere. Enters a uh, coronal phase and is like, whoa, whoa, guys. So I know we haven't always seen eye to eye. But you know that Magmatron guy and Razor Beast is like, yeah, fuck him. He's like, okay, I know. I know. You guys weren't exactly friends either, but hear me out. See, he is trapped in the realm of the Ori right now, but he was able to bring me there and told me that it's going to be bad news bears because of some guy named Unicorn. And so we... um we uh we we we, we can't go back to cybertron weird there and he spent an eternity showing me the hells that are coming so we can't go back there quite yet well, whatever's going whatever's going down it involves angle slamming and a big bad who calls himself shock a lot and i think uh 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 unicorn uh panda puffs has something to do with it as well 
Unicorn Panda Puffs is um, going to get a second edition and be reborn, and we got to stop that shit. And then a mutant. Super Unicorn Panda Puffs. Super Unicorn Panda Puffs. And then a mutant comes out of nowhere while he's, like, telling them the story. I I don't recognize the guy. He's a piranha and a wasp. Okay, so we we yada yada over this earlier, but um, in the scene where like Chocolat was like all um, was all like slamming the uh, the was all angle slamming. Uh, he said that he wanted more. He 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 needed more shit to uh, to 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 get high. Yeah. So he like sent that dude out. Again, this is per me reading the TF Wiki yeah, synopsis, yeah. and the TF Wiki even makes a point of mentioning that this uh, issue doesn't really elaborate on a lot of all uh, a lot of this stuff. But apparently, him and uh, Unicorn Panda Puffs sent this mutant out to stop these particular beasts in this chronal phasic planet Energon. So like I was saying, this guy appears out of nowhere. <laughs> this guy appears out of nowhere. And he um He's got a virus of sorts. He, he's glowing he, green. He he smokes up uh a razor beast and razor beast goes hog razor wild. Beast tr- goes hog wild and tries to tackle him before he can get the hogentrons out of the base. Yeah. But he happened to have a, a syringe on him. <laughs> <laughs> And he screams some profanities and stabs Razor Beast. And I guess it's kind of like a like a zombie virus. And it's yeah. like not good. It's too late. Keep back. And Ravage recognizes what's going on. And everyone else is like, why? What's happening? And uh, like you said, Ravage starts to go hog wild. Uh, Razor Beast. Razor Beast goes oh, hog sorry, wild. Rav- Razor and, uh, Beast goes hog wild. And uh, we, we get a big old to be continued at the end of the issue. But he's glowing green and he's... I think this is green. actually the most comprehensive analysis we've done of an issue of these so far. Yeah, actually. <laughs> also, it doesn't help that the others were shockingly boring. And this one finally was actually kind of interesting. Yeah. It's never interesting when it's just people yelling back and forth while a battle's happening. Right. Which was the first half of this issue. And yeah, now we've get, got an infected uh, Razor Beast, which sucks. Yep. And that's, that's how it ends. So here on Too Much Energon, we review whatever we're talking about on any given week on the Too Much Energon scale, which ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon. Too Much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Cal, what are you giving uh, uh, Beast Wars, The Ascending, issue two? Uh, the first half was uh, definitely not enough energon, but the second half is too much energon, so it stabilizes out to a sufficient amount of energon for the issue. All right. Uh, I'm going to echo that in also giving it a sufficient amount of energon. I was tempted when after I first read it, because I 
this was actually like the first comic that we've read of this like eight issue run where I was like, oh, I actually really enjoyed that. Um, I was tempted to give it a low too much energy on, but then I kind of realized it was like, no, it that would just be grading on a curve. That was just me being excited that I finally because read one of these actually happening because <laughs> I finally read one of these fucking comics that I actually enjoyed. So yeah, it sufficient like two smaller comics. So it's a sufficient amount of energon from me, which is still a mark up because a it lot is. of these are kind of, I think we've given them enough, all right? except for beast wars, the gathering number one. I think we've given them all not enough energon. It, that seems familiar <laughs> familiar and well uh yeah i think we the our run with the 2020 when was 21. the latest to 21 uh i did idw was all over the board if i recall yeah i can't even remember now did but uh that? no we haven't but we have a bunch of episodes of that <laughs> in the can from a, another show. And those uh, listeners are going to be repurposed into episodes of Too Much Energy on after we're done. Repurposed. This. <laughs> yeah. uh, so th- that was episode 108 of Too Much Energy on. Uh, before I get into my little uh, closing blurbs, uh, we got an email. Actually, we got a few emails from a list- new listener named Daniel. Uh, he actually first emailed us about a month ago. I just all we all we've done between now and then was the holiday special, and we did 107 last week. Right. And last week I just forgot, straight up forgot. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Daniel says, uh, "Hello, I just discovered your podcast on Google, and I love it. Big fan of Beast Wars, U.S. and Japanese shows. I'm on episode six right now and can't stop listening." Always oh, a fan of the Japanese ones too. Yeah. Well, uh, well, buckle up, Daniel, because uh, after we're done with the comics, there's there's aren't really many other places we can go besides the Japanese Beast Wars cartoon. Well, oddly enough, despite the fact that I tend to like more anime than than Christopher, um, you ended up liking the only Japanese Beast Wars that we've reviewed more than me. But I think I think I understand it now. I think I'm I'm on board with it's how over the top it is and how yeah. weird it is. Yeah, I watched a, a, a about a year ago now. I think I watched a handful of episodes of Beast Wars Second and actually found it like uh, delightfully stupid. <laughs> war, war, do 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 do. The the intro is the best though. The intro slaps. Well, that intro theme is actually from not from Beast Wars Second or Beast Wars Neo. It's actually from the Japanese dub of the canadian cartoon right that's that's beastie's dub yeah right right that's what i got but that that theme song does slap uh uh daniel also uh emailed again and said uh read my emails you scumbags no (laughs) he said uh i don't know if you noticed this but in what episode does he say uh uh 
in an early episode of Beast Wars, he mentions that uh, Scorponok has a maximal symbol on his chest, and he even sent me a photo that he took showing that indeed. Now, I asked him which episode it was from, and I remember him actually responding and telling me which episode it was, but that email seems to be gone from my inbox, so... Conspiracy? <laughs> It's a it's a it's a max it's it's a conspiracy by the it's a cover up by the maximal elders. You have the picture though. I do have the picture, yeah. And there is a maximal symbol on his chest. Indeed. Right? Hmm. How did we not notice that? I don't know. Uh anyway, he also sent me uh, another email uh just uh late last week saying uh apparently he's caught up on the show now, so Cool. Shout out He's to you, Daniel. Up. Yeah. Wow. Because he had uh, he mentioned that he had just listened to episode one hundred and seven. Damn. Now we're not going to be coming out fast enough for fast enough for. Yeah, we're we're not we're not bingeable anymore. Yeah. <laughs> next, uh, moving on. Yeah, but yeah, next. thanks for uh, thanks for letting us know. And um, yeah, that that maximal symbol is. I wonder if it was like an earlier model or like he was trying to re be reprogrammed or it was like a model that was only used for like a couple scenes or something. I think it was probably just an error. Like, yeah. Like someone, someone screwed up and put like copy and pasted the wrong texture. Or yeah, it could just be like a texture error. Yeah. Curious though. Well, visit the episode. Best way to support the show, this show and all the other shows that we do, is to go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, where at the single $5 Gary tier, you get preamble audio of us talking about this, that, or the other thing. You get commentary tracks. You get our news and current events program, Lasercomb Tonight. There's 38 of those now. Uh, and you get to pick a show for us to review a random episode of on our other podcast, the Lasercomb Podcast. So if you want to get in on any uh, or all of that, uh, go to patreon.com slash Lasercomb. Helps keep the lights on here over at Lasercomb HQ. Uh, follow the show on Twitter at Too Much Energon, or you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Lasercomb. Cal, you are at? And I am at... Uh, NeoCal, N-E-O underscore K-A-L on Le Twitter, and also on Le TikTok. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Finally did it. I got it. some maximal coverage in, uh, in TikTok. I'll just say that much. We will be back next week with episode 109 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about Beast Wars, The Ascending, issue 3 of four and until then i've been the siege one of your hosts and i'm neo cal and uh, until next time uh it's it's angle slamming time it's uh time to transform into beast modes and eat some preds I'm gonna i know it's wrong but it, it feels so <laughs> right <laughs> yes uh, uh, bye bye